Hello, everybody. Jim here. And before we get into this week's episode, I just want to remind everyone that if you like what you hear on our Manga Monday show, you can get up to seven episodes early access on our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science manga, including things like Ace of Diamond, Vibration Man, Kill Blue, Tenmaku Cinema, Service Wars, a lot of the newer things on the Shonen Jump and the Jump Plus app. And so with all that, today me and Luke are going to record probably in a couple minutes now, if he's awake, uh, obviously. But we're going to record the Do Retry, the new Shonen Jump manga that just came out this week. That will go on the early access as well. So if you want to help us out for this podcast and maybe a bunch of the reading clubs, if you listen to those and get those episodes early access, yeah, just go over to patreon.com slash weird science manga and check out the whole deal. And there are free previews to all the episodes as well. So you can see what's going on. But I think if you're listening to the show, you kind of know what is going on. A little bit of fun and nonsense, but some manga as well. But thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, and I'll talk to you later. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Manga Monday podcast, part of the Weird Science Family, a manga podcast family on network. I'm here with Luke Hollywood. What up, Luke? What up, Jim? I'm talking quick because we got to get this done before you get too drunk to record, is what I end up saying. Holy moly. And so as we go through this, just to warn you, Luke Hollywood, he's drinking, I think maybe to emulate a character in this book, Uh but hopefully... Luke doesn't regret what he says. I said too much. Yeah, you don't want to say too much. But here we are. We're uh, jumping into something that I've seen a lot of people really say that they love, Golden Kamui. And mm-hmm. recently, it popped up on the Shonen Jump app. Out of nowhere, it came out. out. It was only the last volume of chapters, but it was very odd. And then it disappeared. And then you even said to me that when you were reading this, you can kind of tell that maybe it was a bit too gory. I don't know how it continues on, obviously, but there there is a gore factor. Yeah, there's like there's we. It's not like the app doesn't have anything gory. Like Chainsaw Man can be pretty gory, Jujutsu can be a bit gory, but like I think it's the detail. Like there's one point when he's talking to his buddy here of the mind buddy, Jim. And well, like, I'll you tell you, it's just the idea. Details. You can tell his, his buddy has guts. I'll tell you that. Uh-oh. That was my joke, Luke, <laughs> that I said I'd get you giggling. Oh, my. You you led into that very nicely at the oh very beginning. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we're talking about. And yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, but like you said, a chainsaw man has, and a lot of the things have gore. I just think they accidentally 
put those chapters up and they didn't mean to. Everybody was Oopsie. all excited. And then they got yanked because, yeah, it seemed like a mistake. But I was looking forward to getting into this and seeing what the hype was all about. Yeah, Luke, we've been do doing, have... thinking of doing this one for a while. You know, it's been on yeah, our list. Yeah, it kept coming up. And then we kept having these, you know, hot off the presses things. Oh, and that kind of got in the way so we can now settle down a little Ooh. and enjoy this. Uh, give us some info, Luke. Yes, indeed. This is the Golden Kamui, written and drawn yeah, by Satoru Noda. That, that's how you say it. It's Golden Kamui. 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 I said to you, like, we already get enough flack for Shade. saying names wrong. If you get the pronunciation of the book, and I'm probably saying it a bit wrong as well, and then you're done. If they have a problem, they can start their own podcast. Uh, oh, listen good. then. So well, give us real information. Yep, real information. Real. Right? I, always real with me. I keep it real. I keep it on Front Street. First published in Weekly Young Jump Magazine from August 2014 to April 2022. So it is finito now, Jim. And I had a total of 31 volumes, which isn't a, which isn't bad. And I'll tell you as well, I have a few of them. They're pretty, they're pretty chunky volumes, Jim. They're pretty thick. Big ones. Uh, <laughs> why would you so, shame yeah, it like that? Pretty, I, I don't know why I said it like that, but they're uh, they're decent, you know. Uh, published in English by the Viz Media and available digitally via the Shonen Jump website. Too hot for the app, Jim. Too hot for the app. Uh, as we said, it is a bit gory, uh, and sometimes there is some sus sauna scenes uh, with all the buff dudes in it, uh, which uh, you know is. Uh, Pretty fun as well. Anime adaptation for four seasons by Studio Geno or Geno Studio. I don't know if it's Gino Studio now, if we're getting our names right. Who knows? Uh, and as of March 2023, Jim, which is this month, last time I checked, oh my, at the time of recording anyway, Golden Cavalry has over 24 million copies sold, which is a pretty uh, big amount of copies to be selling, Jim. Last time. I heard that's uh, quite a lot. Uh, and it is award-winning as well. It has won the Taisho Manga Award in 2016 and the Tezuka Osamu Cultural Prize in 2018. So, yes, this is a piece of culture that we're reading right now, Jim. Oh, my good golly gosh. And uh, and that's, that's all Any we have. Any stage plays? No stage plays. I'm not sure how they would do it because it'd be like have to be like know. historically accurate stage Here's plays. Some historically accurate stage plays, I'm sure. But yeah, the, the thing now, the funny play is because of the idea that people got all excited that it was on the app and then it got taken off the app. I didn't even think that it was on the website. I didn't hmm. even look. I just thought it was one of those where there's not really a place where you can read it except you know getting the volumes and whatnot. Yes. So. I wish I would have known or have been smarter beforehand, but go. now, Obviously, as you were talking, I was loading it up because I'd uh, rather go. While I don't love the app, I also don't like the way my comic reader works with volume. manga, at least while I'm talking and we're doing mm, the show. Mm. So it's cool on the tablet, though. You can kind of switch things oh, around. But I think that when we get to the end of this, I don't know people will be shocked uh, because this is good. It is good. Pretty it's good. a little different than what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Seriously, from what people were saying, and I know that things evolve, whatnot. I thought it was going to be a laugh riot, Luke. I thought that it was going to be over-the-top funny while yeah. there is some jokes. And people do. If you go and I see people talking about it, they do end up 
saying, oh, my God, it's so funny. You got I'm like, mm. I-, I was not laughing all the way through it this is, one. I would say not to trip my own horn, Jim. I have read oh, a, a, a bit into the series. I'm probably maybe 10 volumes in. Um, there is a lot of humor. Like, it, this plays it straight for the start uh, to set it up. Because as, as we will say, like, there is a lot of that you have to set up here in terms of the what's going on, the history of the characters and all that. And the game plan for the pair that going forward. But once they actually get get going, there is actually quite a lot of humor. Uh, it's kind of like a road trip, road trip of the past when oh there was my. no cars. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and and you set all that up in this, so yeah. I I do appreciate that. But I'm telling you, I even looked at you know say the cover of the trade. And this trade, the cover is a little more serious, but it had more of a like. Okay, maybe that's kind of... I don't know. I was really well, well, confused. It's got, like, big colors, explosions. It looks pretty vibrant, but like it's very much like down-to-earth when you get this first chapter and, going. And really, I'll tell you, the cover of the first volume isn't the... It's not what I kept seeing when people mm. would talk about this. It ended up looking like real over-the-top and funny. And So I go into this, and you do start out with a little bit of a background and like you said it is a historical you know oh. manga that then kind of you know goes from that i like when they do stuff like this you have a, a bit of a play uh in a lot of things where you know the setup is that historical setup and then we'll play a little loose on things or have yeah. some fun with it so you end up starting out creative. and it does take place Early in the 1900s, the play here is that our main character, Saichi Sugimoto, he is part of the Russo-Japanese War. That, if you didn't know, takes place in 1904 to 1905. It even gives you, at the beginning, during the war, he's there, it's 1904. But the main story in the here and now takes place sometime shortly after that. They don't Uh really nail it down fully, but... It probably is around, you know, 1906 or something around He's a there. veteran. So, and the Russo-Japanese War was a huge thing. This ended up, you know, ushering in a global type, you know, worth it. And you even mm-hmm. have his buddy, who I, I didn't tell you, he has guts. Pretty he gutsy even, buddy. Like, he even talks about how things are going to change. we got to do this. You know, America's going to be aware. All these things going mm-hmm. on. But they don't go too heavy in it into it yeah. it's not gonna overwhelm and I appreciate you. that as well like you get the cool like you know the in the trenches and then the charge and like that is a very action-packed opening but like you're not gonna need to look up wikipedia to figure out what's going on here as well like me and you we're, <laughs> we're no historians you know we don't know what's really going I'm not on a handsome man ja- japanese history but like you're still able, as somebody who doesn't really know the ins and outs of it, you're still able to understand what's going on roughly. It gives you a, a period. I think that more it sets you up like, okay, this isn't modern day. You kind right. of see a bit of the technology, at least the wartime technology, that was a big advance at this point. That's There's little nuances that you don't really yeah. need to know anyway, but you do see that this guy fought pretty hard in the war. You end up seeing that he has a buddy. They're going against the Russians. It's it's very subtle the way that you're into it, and it's cool. I do like it. You set up real quick that our main character, as I said, Saiki Sukumoto. I'm sitting there. I'm looking, and my dog is trying to get at me right now. But you see that this guy has had some hard times. I mean, he's horrifically scarred. 
and that kind of plays out by this chapter of how he seemingly is immortal. Nobody can kill that guy. They also, you also see that the Japanese, they may not be as well fed. Uh, Things are are bad Uh here. They're eating ants. Bunch of flies and ants. Oh my God. Yeah. It's it's an ant. And I'm telling you right now, and I hope I don't ruin the uh, blue cheese dressing as much as it ruined it for me. But if you squeeze and kill an ant and smell it, it smells just like blue cheese dressing, and it. I don't even want to know. I heard why about that like that two, about a year ago. I heard that. Yeah, it's some TikTok thing. They're doing their dances, TikTok. doing some challenges. So I ended up, and me and Logan tried it because we get some ants. R.I.P. to the ant. Yeah, and so we did that, and uh, it it's exact, and and it made me kind of queasy, and now I cannot that, it's not the thing, here's the play here, and the, the problem with it blue is cheese. that now I don't think that a dead ant smells like blue cheese, I think that the blue cheese now smells <laughs> like dead ants <laughs> so I, I, can't, I can't eat blue cheese anymore and I used to like blue cheese, but oh, yeah, no. you get that play here as, you know they are so bad off, he is killing ants, he might be, he's also sucking blood for new ch- it's bad. He says he's going to eat the Russians if it gets yeah, really bad. Yeah, he's going to eat the Russians, right? Yeah, so I think I'd eat the ant. He does seem like he more just drinks his blood, but I'm saying he ate the ant too because he's like, ooh, blue cheese goes with blood. But they, you see, they're there. Let's go kill these Russians. And again, I like this play where we're not going to go too in depth. So the Russians, they look kind of like. Hey, they're the Russians. They look different. Okay, let's go on. And boy, got he's the fuzzy hats. Yeah, this there's no jokes here. <laughs> I'm nope. telling you, they're, they're people getting their heads bashed in. It is very brutal. Again, though, nothing that we haven't seen from a lot of other things. And when I'm reading this, the one thing that I was thinking about earlier, but when I was, it's like elusive samurai that oh, sort yeah. of play where we go back and time and we're having these things. But you know, it's so over the top here. But yeah, you get the idea. Not only is this war a tough deal, but you know they they want to end it. They want to get through all they this. They got bloody. Yeah, uh, we'll give a shout out. The Japanese won. I just wanted to let you know that, uh, so you know uh, who to cheer for. But, it seems like with Sugimoto fighting, there was no way they could lose. I mean, this guy takes out a whole company solo, pretty much. Yeah, he like leaps in. He runs somebody through with his bayonet, or at least his knife on the end of his rifle, shoots another guy, hits another mm-hmm. guy in the head with the rifle butt, slices one guy's neck, ends up putting it through another guy's head, punches another guy out. I mean, and this is all after he got shot in the neck. Yeah. You know, like he's already wounded yeah. and he's still going like a wild <laughs> dog. He's oh, crazy. Dude. Did they have PCP back in 1906? I'm, I'm starting to think PCP. they did. Was it in ants? I don't know. Yeah, really. Or he just kept it's like in his blood and then he's going toward. Or if, if out of nowhere that he became. Cheese oh, got I get going. it. He's a vampire. But no, we, we don't get that. <laughs> he ends up where he's going through. And then we just hard cut. And I mean, I don't mean to mean sexy here, but it is a hard, hard cut to the present where he's now, you know, going for gold. And he's got sexy long it, hair. It threw me off for a second because what I thought that I think it plays out really good, though, because we have what is the surrogate Luke Hollywood drunk with him. But there's me at first because he's still there. He's in his uniform. I just thought that this was in between battles. I actually thought like, yeah. OK, in between battles, you kill the Russians. Then you go pan for gold. Let's go, boys. But it isn't. Money this is, is the, the present day where he is mm-hmm. panning for gold. We're introduced to him by name. 
And this drunkard who has a heck of a big bottle of wine there, it looks, or whatever. He's, My kind of bottle. He's getting drunk. Like Luke, he's getting loose lips, but. They drinking the best time. They drinking. This guy's doing any sort of time drinking, but it is actually in the day. And I like the art a lot, especially when oh, you yeah, see beautiful. the scenery, when you end up seeing, you know, the, the just the backgrounds are really well done. I think that everything's really well done. Even the expressions on the face, I can tell that guy's getting drunker and drunker, right? Cause I Not know big... my man, Luke Hollywood, but the play here is he's panning for gold. Face. And there's no gold. Oh, my God. They're in Hikato. The the girls there may be adorable, but there ain't no gold, Luke. So he's like, oh, my God, what's going on? And, you know, the big play was, oh, I heard a gold rush. I was here. And this drunk, who's not really. The gold rushed out. Yeah, yeah, really rushed somewhere else. Uh, This drunk, he seems to know. You know, Sugimoto enough. He's heard about this Sugimoto. They're not friends. They're just there. No. I'd like to see how this, how they kind of got together here. Like, is it that Sugimoto, he's panning for gold, and this, this guy was just his drinking stumbles spot, to and this guy That's what it feels like. Started panning for gold. Now, he, he needed, like, oh, you have a fire? Well, I'm going to drink. Well, it, it's not going well with the the gold and the big play here that's stressed and it keeps on being stressed until you finally figure it out sugimoto he needs money and he needs it now he needs a ton of money he needs it immediately so this panning for gold is kind of a get rich scheme per se he heard about this oh my god i can get this this is the only way like it, it he's desperate and you see but he's also yeah. very frustrated here he's so frustrated because he's trying to do this well you do end up where the drunk, he realizes who Sugimoto is. And I like that, too, because it does give you the world building of he's a well-known guy. They, they're they just out of a war infamous. that this guy is infamous. Now, the funny play is he has heard of Sugimoto as the immortal, the immortal Sugimoto. Nothing Whoa. could kill you. They tried to go. This says by the devil. It doesn't seem like. They realize why or what happened after that. And it's kind of thrown in here, just like, oh, by the way, I killed an officer and that screwed me. Because Sugimoto says Oops. the reason why he's trying to get this, because this guy, man, you should be fa- you're famous. You are famous. You you shouldn't Living have to be easy panning for gold like a hobo pension. like me, right? Uh, what's going on? He says, well, I, I would have been living off a pension if I didn't kill one of my officers who pissed me off. So we got to see what's going on. We don't really know. I like the cut of your chin. Yeah, he, liked it. he thinks it's hilarious. This guy's like, oh, my God, you are the greatest. Let me tell you a story. You know, while you're panning for gold, how about I tell you this? But I love the idea. They are out in the wild alone, and he still has to, like, mm-hmm. put his hand up and go, pss, pss. <laughs> really? Wait, who's going to hear you? Keep the bears? Down low. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about some gold You want to hear this story Listen I'm going to tell you I shouldn't but I'm going to tell you And he starts to tell the story That is pretty much the basis of all of this Where you yeah, did have a gold setup. rush There was a big gold rush at one point Obviously there had to have been That was why you have Sugimoto coming There was gold the size of beans In these here rivers <laughs> It was like hand fruit it was You end up where Whoa. they had that And around that time the Anu, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, they ended up trying to gather up gold because they wanted to fight against the Japanese. Now, you don't quite get a lot of information about that, but they are the native people of Hokkaido. 
These were the people who were native to Hokkaido, and they're pretty pissed off that the Japanese are starting to spread in and taking over their land. You know, so they wanted to gather up gold and use it to get an army up and, and fight the Japanese. Money. That, yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, is that somebody came in and killed all of them, it seemed, all of these Uh-oh. probably elders who had this gold and stole the gold. Now, in that, you're going to get, I, it's so funny that you end up having to basically translate the amount of gold Old into what it was then and then give <laughs> what it would be now. <laughs> it does go like a, a bouncing down the lane because, man, this was like 20 kini, and oh, that's worth about 80,000 yen. And then you have what it's right. worth now is 800 million yen. I'm like, that euro? It, it's funny when they end up giving you that, and some people may. You know, obviously you want to know how much, but because we're reading, me and you have no idea how much a yen is really worth or whatnot. All I need to know is it was a big pile of gold. A lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, you can have Luke Hollywood dancing around like a leprechaun over there. Oh, this gold pile. There we go. That's all I need. I see that it's a lot of gold right there. Uh, But it does connect into what you have. They're keeping it historically accurate with the right measurements of the time and all that now i will say as i'm reading through this too they they end up using that devil system the metric system at points too and oh. I, I didn't like that i don't need that nonsense Crazy. but you end up where all right and he's telling he's just telling the full story of this where this guy came and slaughtered everybody grabbed the gold and then he was fleeing from the he hid it because he got arrested so he knew everybody mm-hmm. was on him the gold thief gets arrested, but is hidden the gold. Everybody wants to know where this gold is. It's the classic story. You, you could actually oh, yeah. say this is a trope or a cliche, but I, I always like it. This and the idea it that... Does, yeah, it does get a little bit excited when you hear, like, oh, everybody's out to get exactly, it. Exactly, you know? yeah. I, I love that. I oh, This kind of story where, oh, my God, they hid the gold and we got to go get it. There's a lot of stories like that. And that always, I also like the idea that your rich uncle has died and you have to stay in his haunted house on the weekend, right? I like that too. Banger. So you end up where this guy, I like at one point when he's talking, he has to say, wait a second, I got to drink some more. This is getting in the way of my drinking. Yeah, you know, he says important. that he wanted to let his friends know, this guy who's in jail stole the gold and hit it. He wanted to let his friends know, hey, this is where it is, you know, go get it, hold it for me, whatnot. But X marks the spot. He's smart enough to know that he can't just send a letter. To his friends, yeah. he also can't give a letter to somebody so they could just walk out with it, including Everybody the- knows that they're hiding a gold jackpot and everybody wants in on it. So he can't spill the beans on anything. And you would think that a lot of the guys, because it looks like there's a lot of guys in the cells and things like that, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. But, you know, if somebody who was in the cell with this guy is leaving, you have old drunky. He says they go and they, they look in their buttholes. I mean, they're looking for anything that is every, a hand. Every hole is checked. They also end up doing one of the worst things ever. I, God, it makes me so sick. One of the guards decides, well, we don't want this guy running. We don't want him escaping. So cut a tendon in his leg so that he couldn't run yeah. and couldn't escape. So pretty much in all of this, you have just, you know, hidden gold. What's going to have happen? How are they going to find it? They actually understand or realize by the end that what they were doing is as each person was, you know, hey, you did your sentence, you're out, you did your deal, you're out, we're going to break out all this. They were tattooing 
the the deal. It's not like tattoo X marks the spot. It's a tattoo that it seems like all of these guys together. It'll show mm. you what's going on. It gets a little Combine wonky. I thought at one point where they're talking about you know checking this and having that. So we'll see how it works out. But it is a pretty crazy reveal by the end because all of the cellmates of this guy eventually, as they're like I said, if they're going to leave the jail, they're going to have a tattoo and. It just ends up where because it's scattered throughout all of them, nobody thought anything of it. They knew that the guards, yeah. they wouldn't be able to figure it out. It's until you put them all together. And they're just going each time going off. And so they ended up, and it's explained. There's some things in this that do get an explanation that maybe I didn't quite need, but it does make it mm. accurate and say, okay, you know, it's thought out the charcoal that they end up using in this prison for the you know, the stuff that they're made to do, they use it for the ink, you're told how they made that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 who doesn't know how to make a prison tattoo? I mean, don't we all, yeah, have, don't we all like, you know, have a prison face tattoo one. right now? Uh, but yeah, you end up where the deal, he says, this is what's weird, where he says to everybody there, all these people, all these guys have these tattoos on their bodies that are part of the clue when put together but then he says i'll split half the gold with anyone who escaped but you need them all to get out there i thought it's very odd and they're supposed to go out it's a good incentive to escape though and then you end up where again things get sus and the government pretty much like we're gonna go in and grab this guy we're gonna figure out where this gold is we could use it it's a lot of job and so you end up they kind of tried to get in and gather up all these guys and they end up killing these people in escape. So you have everybody out on the loose. Is this a real cool. story? Is it not? The whole play of this is it just sounds like a, you know, a tall tale. And I love the idea that drunk right talk. at this point, pass out. You have the drunk. He completely passes out. So there you go. He's just like, like right next to the deal. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Uh, and he just keeps on. No, never caught. They never found the gold. Out he goes. And so you end up, again, Sugimoto, who's still panning for this gold that isn't doing anything, he has just been told of this huge treasure, but he doesn't quite think that that's real. But you kind of get that idea at points he's going to have to give it a go anyway. And then we go, and I like the progression of this, because Drunky, he passes out. You know, Sugimoto doesn't quite know if that's true or not, but whatnot. And then you go back in time again. To him and his buddy, uh, Taraji, who is his childhood War friend. Buddy. And again, all of this is done through the the dialogue. You know, the idea of, oh, yeah. man, we're childhood friends. I like that we're not just getting, you know, here we are this time and here's this guy and here's that. I like that they it goes it through it. play it out very naturally. It's very cinematic. Really done very well. And so you mm. just have there, when you're in war, you're in between a battle, you talk to your childhood buddy about things. and. The play of what they're going to do when they get, you know, done with the war, how you end up having his friend Taraji even say again, America, they're going to kind of start looking at Japan a little differently. He seems to be Uh like a soothsayer here, really. So his whole play is and pretty much the motivation going forward is all through his childhood friend because his wife, Umiko, she has bad eyesight. She can't see and they have a kid and he doesn't want her not being able to see the deal of her kid growing up. Now, the funny play here is, as I'm reading this, I'm like, you almost get like, does she just need glasses? 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, but this has to be a point where it's. They got them fancy glasses in America. Like, and I'm sitting there because my sight's awful. Uh, but I still saw my kids grow up and, you know, maybe sus, but you know, that they might not have loved it, but hey. It's an expensive boat ticket to get the glasses. Yeah, she's going to go blind if this this deal isn't going to happen. I don't think that this is all just she needs reading glasses to go through some books at night. So you end up where he's got to get to America because they have the best doctors. And again, this is going to be a mm-hmm. surgery of some sort. So, yeah, it seems like she Big has money. some problems. You know, she's got the cataracts or something. But you go oh. and he needs tons of money to go and even says, I need this amount. But I if I went. As well, it'd be even it's, more. You know, it's doubled up, two hundred yen. It's two hundred yen. He says he needs, you know, right now, but it would be double if he went. So yeah, you end up where, mm. and the again, the translation, the two hundred yen that he's talking about is the equivalent That's of twenty more. million yen. So if he wants to go forty million yen, he would need to That's go with facts. his wife to get this, but he's determined to do it, and he wants to figure out what's going. And he says we gotta. I got to do this fast before the Americans and, you know, the relations go sour because of this mm-hmm. war and things like that. And I got to do it. So you go and it's like one of those where you, you're he's thinking back at this. So then it just turns into a horror movie. I mean, it's so yeah, it, it goes from a dream to a nightmare pretty quick. Where he's like, hey, Taraji, what the hell what the hell's going on? What's going on? And you look. And it's like, don't let me down, childhood friend. A lot of people have seen Saving private ryan at the beginning where you have the guy and the you know d-day and the guy's guts are coming out on the thing this Uh-oh. is like times 50 this guy's yeah, missing I think this arms. is why it's not on the app yeah oh geez i mean i'm telling you you can't grab your guts that are spilling out when you got no arms i mean and you see he the just spilled his sausages all over the place oh, my goodness. oh he certainly has guts i'll tell you so yeah he's like hey i can't and then it starts like i can't go back to japan <laughs> Oh, my God. That also gives you the play that they are fighting. Give me a hand. And a lot Sugimoto. of these fights in this war were kind of in China and other places as well. So he's like, I can't go back to Japan. Please help my widow. You got to do this. She's not going to be able to. She has bad eyesight and a kid. Holy moly. Oh, who's going to want her? going to marry that. <laughs> so he's thinking of this. He's Pretty deep in sus. thought. And then behind him. And you did have Drunky mention the rifle. Hey, you got a rifle. When he said, I got to make money, I got to make big money quick. I'm panning for gold. He's like, yeah, you got a rifle. Why don't you go and hunt for pelts? That could be something you do. And he's like, yeah, not really suited for that. Uh, Which seemed weird in my mind about what that meant because of the idea that he was a soldier. He should know how to use the gun. But there's something else it seems that that's pointing to. But he ends up where the guy woke up and realized, like Luke Hollywood, the next day, I done messed up. I said too Uh-oh. much. And yeah, he was drunk. He ran up. his mouth. He said that he was doing it because he likes Sugimoto. And he seems to be one of those drunks of I love you, man, drunks, right? Loves everybody around him. He's going to tell secrets. And you end Whoa. up having him point this rifle at Sugimoto, who then grabs it and almost looks like like he brings it and puts it at his heart and says, pull the trigger and see if I am immortal. The guy gulps and then boom. You, <laughs> I'm telling you, the Sugimoto doesn't mess around. We saw what he did to the Russians. Uh, he's doing it to the drunk right here, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he hits him with a rock and then knocks him down. It looks like he's just going to get him, but he does let him run away, which I thought that is not a good play. 
Why did you no. let him run away? And then he no realizes, witnesses. yeah, then he realizes, oh, crap, he ran away. Better go kill this guy. But all and all what this scene does is, oh, crap, that might be a real story then. I mean, if this guy wakes up and says, I told you too if much, I got to kill you. Yeah, something's yeah. going on. It gets even more as we go forward because he says, I got to go and find this guy. I got to go and shoot and kill him or he's going to kill me. I'll never be able to sleep without, you know, one eye open, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got to go do this. And you do have, again, really nice Killer scenery. Beacon. I like the scenery uh, that you end up having. And then he's just like, he hears some, you know, crows. Some, he looks over, you know, vultures even. I guess, This guy Uh-oh. is buried in the most uncomfortable position I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh my god, his head is under He's got, oh my god Kick him back, relax And and the guy's eyes are open And it it almost, you might get the play That he just thinks that because The the mouth is covered by You know, stuff So he's like, okay, I can get him out of this And, you know, see what the hell went on And he does grab him and pull him out And yeah, this guy has no guts now Unlike his buddy Somebody took a bite out of him and he's like, oh, my God, why were you buried like that? Holy crap. And then sees a huge bear print. He knows what oh. it is. And, again, at, at points here, it's just me being goofy in my head. I know this is a historical deal, but everything that I thought I heard and whatnot, I'm waiting for this to be, like, some supernatural thing. I'm waiting for But it's just, you know, the revenant now. It's just a brown bear. Pretty much. Brown bear is pretty scary. And, well, yeah. But I I don't know why I thought that it was going to be as realistic as it was at the beginning here. So I mean, we do get uh, surprising brown bear facts as we go along here. I feel like I know a lot more about brown <laughs> bears as we go here. I never knew that brown bears end up grabbing something to eat. And if it's a person or an animal, it eats a bit and then buries it in a brown bear's burial mound. And that says hands off. Like everybody knows, don't you mess with the brown bear burial mound. Uh, he just messed go. with it. So I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? And Problems. he's like, okay. And he goes through the deal, broke his neck, ate his guts, all this. Oh, my God, this is crazy. But here's where you get the huge deal, and here's where everything oh. turns. And I think you end up like, ooh, this is getting real interesting now. This is where it starts cooking. As he's pulling this drunk guy out, he sees that this guy has the tattoos on his Got body. The tats. The tats he was Inch. talking about. So. This is one of the prisoners. This is one of the guys from the story. So No uh, wonder he knew so much. Oh. This is 100% accurate now. And now you have Sugimoto in kind of a weird play where you're sitting there and there's a dead guy with his guts out. Yeah, he tried to kill him earlier, but he's like almost like cackling because he's so happy he's excited. that this has to be true now. This is what I need. Take it to money. Yeah, so you have all that play going on. And I think at this point, you get it a little more, but at this point, I think you're getting that idea that what he is doing here, he needs this money because he wants to get his childhood friend's wife that surgery. So I think that you can kind of connect by now. It gets even more where you're like, okay, so it even, even is that idea. He doesn't want the money. I want to be rich. You know, I'm going to do it's for, you know, to help out his buddy who died and his last request to help out the wife. So I think that that's pretty cool as well. So he has to, the thing is, he can't let the bear eat this guy. He's got the tattoo map on. But then he looks up and I'm like, oh, look at that cute little bear. Uh, that cute little bear. Look, I like that bear. That Uh-oh. bear is not long for the world. I got so sad. 
that yeah, when I hit that page, it was I was like, so sad. why Why did it have to be him? What did he do? Why did he have to show that? Now, the, the funny play is, is that as it's going on and things happen, I can only assume that the mother bear is in trouble anyway, but I'd like to just pretend that that little bear went off and found some other family. But oh, this no. bear comes in. A bear comes in to attack. This is the mother bear and comes out of a hole where the tree is. He ends up seeing this cub and then the mother bear comes out. Makes sense. Protecting the deal. We don't quite know the bear deal. We'll find out in a minute. Mm. But yeah, he ends up where he's trying to get away from this bear and he's, he's in big trouble. And then all of a sudden an arrow comes and hits the bear. The bear lets out. And then you see this cute girl there and it's like okay now it, it's cool there's points in this yeah. where you're like oh man this is neat like oh my god and she, she's obviously dressed in some sort of traditional deal we find out that she's mm-hmm. part of the anu the tribe that ended up having tribe. that gold stolen from them she's got the homemade recipe poison oh yeah and the thing is she shot the bear with an arrow you could sit there and like that's not going to take down that bear, but it's poisons. They end up talking about different tribes, different families have different poisons. They mix, and this is the deal. She says the bear can still run a little, but it will die, and then it ends up dying. And then it it is a crazy deal in this where it really picked it up. The pacing, I think, gets better here, even with the oh, descriptions yeah. and stuff. It goes but quick. You're starting to really get into the world. You're starting to really get into these characters, and even like the care taken where. She runs over to this bear. She's not going to waste it. Yeah, she killed the no. bear because it was about to kill a man. But she runs over. Well, every part is useful. Yeah, and I thought at first she was just going to pull the arrow like, hey, I can't waste an arrow. But it's not. She's actually cutting the flesh around the arrow because she did poison the bear. But she needs the rest of the meat to still be good. So you have to cut mm-hmm. that out and go. I would say, yeah, I guess that works. I would say that the poison getting in the bloodstream might cause everything to be a bit sus, but maybe they're used to it. Maybe Maybe. it's like the Iocane powder. They they eat a little of their poison each day, but they end up where, yeah, take this down. And you have Sugimoto, like trying to, you know, see what's going on, what's happening. This girl is very much into who's this dead guy, you know, and all this. And he says, I think that that bear that we just had to have killed him. Thank, thank you for helping me out all this. But the girl says, no, that, that the sow that he says, the mother bear, that did not eat the, this guy. It wouldn't have been. And we get some info mm-hmm. here that when bears are hibernating, and this seems to be like right as they are done hibernating, they come out, that they don't necessarily eat right away. They can't eat a lot. They can't eat. Yeah, their stomachs are so shriveled up that they don't. This must be another bear. And it's bad news because it must be a bear that never did hibernate and they kind of go into a frenzy. Yeah, they are angry. And so all of this going up, we're in big trouble. A Madakarip, she says, was eating him. We're in big trouble. Once they get the taste, they ain't going to stop. Yeah, yeah. And so when you're going through, I, I do think it's crazy because at one point I thought, okay, she's like, listen. You're screwed. I'm out of here. Like, it really seemed like, you know what I mean? It was the, well, you're in trouble, but I don't know. You better get rid of this guy. And that's where he had to reveal that I need to keep this guy. I can't just ditch him uh, because of this. And he says, I have an interesting story to tell you. 
and pulls oh. up the guy's you know shirt, and Build there the is the deal. And you're passing the story down. That's when we see that that little cub then. Most, yeah, most disturbing page turn I've ever had. And I love the idea. I, got, I love he's going to tell the story. So you have to show that some time is going. But please, mm-hmm. that little cub. And also show that this you know crazy bear is pretty much wild and is going to eat anything. Is this anything. the equivalent of like the bear kicking a dog? Like we know that bear is. Hungry. Oh my goodness. We know yeah. the bear is a bad dude. Uh, it, but like, it you know, me. the bear be hungry. Yeah, it upset me so things. much. So, this girl, she's interested in this. She ends up being, and then he full out says, Listen, I have to think that the story's true now. I need a lot of money quick. I can't let the bear eat him. I need this deal. And it's because my childhood friends, my comrades dying request. I need money mm. no matter what. You do see, you know, the wife and things very nice. So all of that going on, he said, I didn't really believe this story. I know what you're thinking. This is bull crap and whatever. And she goes, nope, I believe you. And he's like, really? And then we find out that her father was one that was murdered that night for the gold. So it all comes like it's all connected. It's all connected. And I thought, boy, that's really good. Like, it doesn't even feel Mm -hmm. that forced. It, I, maybe no. some people may say it is like a coincidence, but it's a big coincidence. But it works. Yeah, it does work. Yeah, and again, the and you they're from Hikato. That's where we are. We know that they're in Hikato, so running in. But yeah, it does work. And so now it's like I'm with you. I'm in. And he even says, okay, we'll split it. This is great. We're gonna go and do all of this, but. The big play is this girl's smart and knows things and says, listen, that story, that guy was never going to split the gold with these prisoners. You know, that part of the story is sus. That is not true. They had no idea what this guy was doing. And the what? And you do see through her, like, looking at the guy, the drunk, that this tattoo was made to perfectly skin him. And then, you know, stretch it out and have it and probably just get all of these prisoners, kill them all, skin them, and connect them all into one big map. And this seems to be, the that's disgusting, right? I mean, it's really bad. But you get Sugimoto, who right there thinks, okay, well, now we solved it. All we have to do is skin this guy (laughs) and do this. Like, no, I don't think we're going to do that. We're not going to skin this guy. It's not skinning him alive, but he's there and... The idea, then the bear will just come and eat what's left and whatnot. We should go and do this. But they're like, no, we're going to end up having to kill the bear ourselves. We don't have time. She bye, says, bye. "There's now, this is what scares me in this, because I really don't want to see a man be skinned. The whole play of this is we don't have time to skin this guy before the bear comes. We have to kill the bear. I don't need to see after that when they do have time. I don't need to see any skinning. Yeah, so they're going to play out that we're going to draw this bear here, you know, and we're going to have a fire going. And he says, oh, I get it. The bear doesn't like fire. No, they don't give a crap about fire. So we can see it. So we can see when we kill Yeah, when it comes and you end up seeing it and it looks vicious. And the blood of it, maybe the blood of that cub still. It's so sad. Now, they are going to hunt bear, right? Yeah, but but maybe they should wear clothes. See, I was setting you up for a joke, and you <laughs> you delay. Oh. I don't know why they have to be oh, bare. No. Uh, but that ends the chapter, and it actually ends the chapter in a way you're like. And I always love these. I love the idea because it does show you're into it. I was pissed 
when it ended there. Oh, yeah. I really Me was. Too. I was so mad. Also, just as an aside, I ended up saying, okay, we're going to record it this time. So I had to get it done. And I looked and I kind of, you know, I don't always get right on the money with it. But usually I'm, I'm kind of close. We've done this enough and all other kind of podcasts where I said yeah. I had 45 minutes. You know, give me that. I'll go because I take a little bit of notes and whatnot. I got done quick. Like I ended up going oh, yeah. through this, and I'm yeah, like, oh, crap. when you hit the back half, it speeds up quick. Yeah, and when it ended, e- e- never did I check the page count on this. And when it ended, I thought, wait a second, like this can't be it. Like this seems like you know I just started, and I was really, really into it, and I was surprised. Not just how into it I was, I was surprised that. It was a lot different than I thought it was going to be. It's very serious a lot of times. And I love that you set up. We talk about the idea of motivation, set up the world. We do all that here. You know, you end up having our main character, Sugimoto, who wants to get this money to help his childhood friend's last dying wish. You get the girl there that her dad ended up being one of the ones who were killed. Now, I worry about the idea that she's like, yeah, this is kind of our goal. <laughs> like when they get it, like this guy was stolen. I, but we'll see because she's and she is tough. But I like oh, all yeah. that as well. And, yeah, and you get a little brown bear knowledge. We we find a little historical Wikipedia? stuff going on. We see it oh. drunk like Luke Hollywood. It's great. Relatable. They're gonna, they're gonna skin Luke it's Hollywood. Kind of That's gonna be crazy. But I really did like it. I was impressed and by there this. There was a school lot. shenanigans back in the. Russo-Japanese war, we would be good to go. Yeah, you're there. Oh, wait a minute. I got to go to school shenanigans. So a <laughs> lot of stuff going on. Even some things that, like, why did he kill that officer? I- is he immortal? I- you kind of get that he isn't, but is he? You know, all these things mm. going down. I mean, the guy got shot in the neck and then went through so many Russians. Holy moly. Um, but what would you give it? Yeah, I like this book a lot. Uh, I think this is a rock song, the first chapter. When you kind of hear that, okay, uh, you know, the historical manga and it's set in the past, you kind of feel like it's going to be, boring. you know, serious and maybe, yeah, boring. Yeah, that's what you're worried about. But, like, right from the get-go, when you hit that action, you know, and even, like, you know, you have action to start things off and then action at the end. There's a little slow point in the middle where you kind of have to establish it all, but it does it very quickly and very efficiently. Like, at no point am I checking the page count throughout this whole book, you know what I mean? Uh, this whole first chapter is very solid. It flows very nicely. The pacing is very well done. Um, it's a very... You, you get the feeling that this guy, Tatru Noda, the author, the manga, um, you know, they've been around the block. They know how to set up a chapter one here. We've got it all here. We've got our main duo here. We've got a compelling story. It's exciting when you hear the background about this ancient gold and, you know, the hidden treasure and, and everybody's out to get it. That's very exciting setup. And then when you get, you get a compelling reason for Sugimoto to be after it, you're rooting for him. You know, he needs them glasses for his childhood friend's lady. And uh, then you have a, a bad butt, a new girl coming in to help here. And you've got a, a very compelling main duo here. You're very excited. And like we said at the end, you know, when you hit the last page and you're hungry for more, that's exactly what a chapter one needs to be doing. Uh, very good stuff indeed. I am going to go high with this chapter. I'm going to go with 9.2. Yeah, I'm going to go. I might go. I'll go 9.2 as well. And By when you said, and I said boring about the historical deal, I'm sure some people got upset at that. What I 
really mean. And I think that that me, me and you have talked about it before, though. The problem with it is if you go heavy on, you know, Japanese history, me and you don't yeah. know Japanese history. So yeah, we're that's going to be a problem. And off. this does it so well. It'd be like the idea that I set a manga in Ireland during the Battle of Ogrim. Right? You know yeah, what I'm who saying? Who knows what's going on there? <laughs> Do you know about that at all? I don't. Okay, I, I ended up as we were going because I was going to say during the American Revolution. And my mom, uh, when I was growing up, my mom, she is from England. And I remember at mm. one point just assuming that everybody knew about, you know, the American Revolution. You know, we end up fighting for no, freedom I for the don't. Britons. And so you end up where England deal. She never learned about why would they teach that they lost, you know, Luke, you don't teach that. She had no idea. Really? And it actually is like, holy crap, really? And I, it's just that moment where I realized, yeah, I guess there would be no reason for somebody in England growing up to learn that or all the nonsense. You know, mm. I, I do know there was a potato femme in Ireland. I know Everybody that. And then, that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Jen, but the, but it does say a lot that we don't know much, but we're still compelled. You know what I mean? That's pretty good writing. And I thought that even what we got was interesting. Like, okay. And mm-hmm. it was, it was spelled out, but not, it was more to set the scene and to get that deal with yeah, his not buddy. Overplayed. And the characters were still the focus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we really like. Crazy. So I, uh, I did enjoy it a lot. I really did. I'm glad that we ended up getting to this eventually. So with all of that, though, please check out our uh, Twitter at Weird Manga. You follow us. We'll follow you back there. And then go and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdsciencemanga, where you can get early access to up to seven of these Manga Monday podcasts and get a bunch of things for our reading clubs. And just give us a little shout out and help with all the things that we do. So that Luke's liquor cabinet does not go empty. That's what we really Amen. need support for. So with all of that, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Luke, for joining me. Half in the tank, I think. But we will see you all next week. <laughs> you are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.